Welcome back to the Wachusett Wine and Spirits Podcast, the podcast where you get to hear what we have to say, but you don't have to look at us. And on this episode, Corey and I are celebrating Rye January by taking a ride around the globe. We are drinking whiskey that has a lot of rye in it and exploring how rye is treated in different countries in their whiskey. We have a whiskey from Ireland that has a lot of rye in it, some Scotch whiskey that has a lot of rye in it, some Canadian whiskey that has a lot of rye in it, and then domestically we have a rye whiskey, and we finish with our single barrel store pick of Rittenhouse Bottled and Bond 100 Proof Rye. It is a fantastic lineup of delicious whiskeys. And then from there, we're joined by our beer director, Matt. We do a little yay or nay tasting. We hang out. We kind of shoot the breeze, drink some beers, have a lot of fun. Uh, and just giving you guys a glimpse into what we go through every single week. So hopefully you enjoy the episode. And if you do, you know the drill. Go to the podcast page, click that follow button, give it a five-star rating, and share it out on your social media so that other people can know about it. Follow us on Facebook where we're always posting things that are going on in the store as far as events. You know, it's the middle of winter. We might start to see some snow. So if we're going to close the store early or change the hours due to weather, all that gets posted on our Facebook page. You can also leave comments and reviews of the podcast. You can also message us through the Facebook page. Follow on Instagram where Matt is constantly putting up pictures of new beer arrivals week after week. You can also comment and leave reviews about the podcast there and message us through that platform as well. For a complete list of weekly beer arrivals, follow us on the Untapped app. Matt does a great job of not only bringing in fresh, new, interesting beers every week, but letting you guys know what is there in stock on that Untapped app. For everything else, you can reach me, Rich, at WachusettLiquors.com. All right, guys, enjoy. Cheers. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think we have anything left, really major, tomorrow. And then you guys are closing the month. Oh yeah, hard. There's no bill and holds in January. Yeah, because they're usually next week. This week now. Mm-hmm. So that's what threw a lot of, a lot of sales reps off because our sales mm-hmm. merchandisers. Because like I looked at the thing, I was like eight hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred, and we have. They didn't say like, oh, you're getting extra help today. It was just. Free for all, go at it. Mm-hmm. Lost BJ this morning. I was like, oh my god, quick twelve hour day. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting ready to go live here on Facebook. It is dry January for a lot, so tonight we're doing rye January, um, and then podcast listeners stick around. I think Matt's going to join us afterwards. We're going to drink some beer. Um, yeah, we'll have some fun. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is at this point. It's still dark out, man. Uh, welcome. Whiskey Wednesday, Spirits Guy, coming to you guys live, probably going in and out in some sort of psychedelic Austin Powers way. I still can't figure out that camera thing. Uh, yeah, Spirits Guy, coming to you guys live from Wachusett Wine and Spirits, out here in the WB Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, for a lot of you guys, it's dry January. Mm-hmm. Much respect to anybody who's out there uh, doing it. You, you putting up any cases of non-alcoholic spirits anywhere? Yeah, definitely. I saw a lot of free come in. Not necessarily my product, but <coughs> a bunch of free. A lot of the, the uh, non-alcoholic tequilas and stuff. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, we're not doing dry January. <laughs> uh, we're going to do rye January. Are we still live? It says live, but it's not counting. Uh-huh. So we got some, some technical difficulties here. We're going to try to reset the video. Go figure. It's a brand new camera. It has been it's nothing. Katrina was here. She's slacking. Yeah. She got an uh, opportunity, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, well, 
<coughs> I guess I'm just gonna get us going. And yeah. Start drinking right out of the gate. There's the there's the time we're looking for. Perfect. Should be good now. All right. So we're back live. Um, technical difficulties. We were kind of live, then we weren't live. Uh, if we weren't live before, again, Whiskey Wednesday. Everybody's doing dry January. We're doing rye January. Uh, and a sampling of ryes from around the world, how they're sort of interpreted and used in different countries. And really, it shows that rye is kind of the original whiskey grain, even before corn. Uh, so I've poured us up something. This is new to the store. came in sort of around the holidays. Uh, this is a rye that I actually like a lot. It's affordable. It's about 35 on the shelf. Uh, and it was designed by a guy who was known as a sommelier, so high-end wine guy, mm. at a restaurant called the French Laundry, which is ultra bougie, big time in New York. What's it called? Uh, the French Laundry. Love that name. Uh, and then another major, major restaurant. Uh, and then he started a wine called Maison. I wrote it down here in the notes. Uh, Maison Noir. And then he kind of applied that same creativity to sourcing some rye. So typically people think sourced rye, you're thinking MGP, Ross and Squibb, whatever it is. This is all made in Kentucky. And it's distilled in Danville and Frankfurt. And off the top of my head, I don't know what is in Danville, but I do know what's in Frankfurt. That's Buffalo Trace. So, mm -hmm. so there's a good chance it could be... Buffalo Trace, it could be... It does have a similar hue, almost. It's yeah. It's dark, like a Buffalo Trace. So it's a minimum two-year rye. So much stuff to catch up on, now that we only see each other once a week. Yeah. A wild week in a football. Oh my gosh, dude. I'll give it to you, because earlier in the season, we talked about the Jags, and you were still all in on Trevor Lawrence, I feel yeah. like, when nobody else was. and Dude, he's a baller. I mean... He did throw four interceptions, three in the first quarter. So that was... Actually, no. Four, four interceptions, yeah. Because three to yeah, Samuel. So, so... But the fact that he bounced back and made that comeback, I mean, it just kind of shows kind of kind of player he is. And, he, and his teammates didn't give up in him nope. either, so... How does the coach from the Chargers get to keep his job after that? I don't know. I don't know if he does. And he's... It's like... He's not even that, good, that bad of a coach. He just sucks. makes poor decisions. Bad decisions, I, yeah. I feel like they dump too much of it on the OC. Yeah. It's but you're the head of, coach. Like, you can get on the phone and be like, uh, I'm making this what, decision. what you doing here? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we right got, when the playoffs started, I was, I was going to say, watch out for the Jags. I mean, they're sneaky. They're young. They're ambitious. Mm -hmm. They want to win. Granted, they haven't played in a lot of playoff games mm -hmm. recently. But still, same thing with the Giants, man. I think they're a great team. Yeah. The way if Daniel Jones plays the way he had that other night, I mean, that is the team to watch out for, which I would hate to see the Giants win the Super Bowl, but at the same time, I wouldn't even mind. It was fun watching Minnesota get bounced, though. Something about Cousins I just don't love. But yeah, super, super fun. I can't wait for this weekend. He's going to be awesome. Bengals-Bills. I. That's it. That's... Yeah, I mean, that's the what the NFL is waiting for right there. I feel like the AFC is just set for, like, the next 10 years. Yeah. Between Casey, I mean, Bills Cincinnati. Almost blew it. Yeah. Bills yeah. almost blew it. It also goes to show matchups, too. Yep, 100%. Because I was, the show I listened to, they were saying, you don't see, you at Buffalo Bills, you either see a 40-yard pass or nothing. Mm-hmm. You mm -hmm. either, or like you don't see or like a dump down, but you never see a seven yard gain. You never see a, a, yeah. a ten yard gain. It's always Josh Allen leaving the pocket, making a big time play, or a dump down or a run. You never see like those middle mid what you need. Right? Yeah, he still gets some of that gunslinger in him. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hmm. That's, that, to me, is everything you want out of rye. Going back, because I'm pretty sure I tried this when mm -hmm. it first came in, but going back, it's 
better than I mm -hmm. remember. It's got really nice like sweetness to it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a greenness there that isn't really that mint. It's more to me like green apple. Yeah. It's like a yeah. caramel green apple. That's exactly what there. I'm thinking, yeah. Proof point. And 97.5 too, so oh, wow. there's a little bit of heat on that not, fastball. Does yeah. not taste like that. No, no, that's a dangerous one. And I what I liked about it is like we see so many new brands coming out all the time. And they're coming out and they're hitting the shelf right at 50 bucks. Yep. Right out of the gate. And I'm going to share this. I'm going to put it out. I'm not going <laughs> to drop names on who said something, but they were talking about one of their bourbons. It was a 100 proof Kentucky bourbon uh, that hasn't really moved for me on the shelf. He said, well, Where else are you going to get 100 proof Kentucky bourbon for 50 bucks? And I had like a brain freeze. Like, what, you, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> Just to kind of go off topic here, but because it's still just playing around, I thought, well, Evan Williams bottled in bond. Yep. Wild Turkey 101, Four Roses single barrel, Rebel 100. <laughs> yeah. I mean, four or five great bourbons at 100 yeah, I mean, proof. Those four alone were in contention for our bourbon <laughs> of the year. Yeah. Yeah. The, our bourbon bracket. Yeah. The bourbon bracket every year. If you could still get old granddad 100 proof bottled in bond. It would be right there. Uh, old Forester, 100 proof. And so to, to ask me, like, where else are you going to find a $50, 100 proof bourbon? And then I looked into it further, and it's like 95% three-year bourbon and 5% eight-year bourbon. Yeah. So the values are there. Um, I mean, just, not to knock whoever said this to you, but it's kind of crazy that these are the guys trying to sell you stuff. when. Uh, yeah. As if I wouldn't kind of piece that all, all together yeah, there. Like, Here, follow me. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. All right. Yeah, I like this a lot. Again, available all day, every day. They are going to batch it, so it's vintage dated 2022. Uh, so this year there'll be a new sort of blend, but similar sort of stylings. So I don't know if he's going to source different distilleries and kind of put this out every year, but it's made to be food-friendly also made to be price point accessible uh, and yeah on a cool cool night that is beautiful we're gonna go around the world uh pendleton 12 year i feel like we've talked about this before 12 year 100 rye from canada and i like this for a couple of reasons one it's affordable i think it's around 42 bucks uh pendleton Named after one of the oldest rodeos in this country. Distilled up in Canada, aged up in Canada, then it gets shipped down to Oregon um, where it gets bottled. Now, for all you Yellowstone fans out there, and I know Yellowstone, like they're drinking bourbon, that's a big prevalent one this season. It's, uh, they got to deal with Buffalo Trace, yep. and so Weller 12 is in there. By the way, I Got sucked into the hype, and that show is, <laughs> it's worth the hype. I got to watch it. It's its that good. First two episodes, I was like, yeah. Episode three of that first season is like, Snap. that's it. No. Buckle up, you're on the roller coaster, and, yeah. and you're off and going. But this was in one of the episodes, which makes sense, because it's a whiskey named after a rodeo. They're all actual cowboys. Again, like I said, 42 bucks in the shelf. Cool packaging. Love the artwork on the bottle. Raised glass. What we got for proof point? This reminds me of, not necessarily flavor-wise, but just Canadian rye. I was looking at the Alberta yesterday. I was like, yeah, that Alberta I still have so like fantastic. half the bottles. I'm happy for myself. Well, it also is like 120 something yeah. proof. Which is kind of a great point, too, of like, this is 80 proof. And maybe we're not doing rye January, but or we're doing rye not dry, but like yeah. dialing down that proof point, I've kind of found myself on that that journey of like when I drink, I like to drink. Yeah. We both like Yeah. Well, I don't go home and have one glass. I yeah. like to <laughs> twist a few back. So <clears throat> eighty proof for me. Yeah. Binge watching three, four episodes enjoy, of Yellowstone. You can enjoy your night yeah. without having three or four glasses of one twenty proof and you don't even know what you watched that night. Yeah. Yeah. Opposed to having three or four glasses and like actually remembering yeah. what you watched, yeah. 
little bit more caramel on this. Yeah. Totally different. So again, yeah, like different parts of the world, different. But just because it's rye doesn't mean that they all mm -hmm. taste the same. For 80 proof, like, that's big. Peter Thomas said, be prepared to book two months in advance for a table at French Laundry. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and even Peter then, I think you still got to know somebody. Yeah, seriously. Let you in through the back door or something. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah, that's better than I remember it, too. Like, that's all... It does have that caramel, almost toffee kind of flavor yeah. to it. Yeah. Caramel, butterscotch, toffee. Yeah, butterscotch, butterscotch for sure. That's what it's I It's just rich. And for 80 proof, like, just so yeah. creamy. Mm. Yeah, super good. Yeah, I think that one's going home with me tonight. <laughs> and then we're moving our ride journey over to Scotland. Tried and true. Yeah, I was kind of going through thinking about what to do tonight and realizing, like, I had all these different sort of twists on rye so johnny walker tried and true been around forever this came out last year i think and this is the high rye version of johnny walker so we talked about it last week with blended malt scotch that are blends of single malt blended scotch is single malt blended with and I've, I've come to hate the term, like, grain whiskey, mm -hmm. which just makes it sound, like, cheap, like it's blended with Everclear. Yeah. Whiskey, by definition, is made from cereal grains. So corn, wheat, barley, rye, triticale, oats, whatever. Whatever cereal grains are out there. Uh, Buffalo Trace did one with, like, amaranth a few years ago. So grain, is, corn whiskey is a grain whiskey. Rye whiskey is mm -hmm. a grain whiskey. So it's 60% rye whiskey. And then the other 40% is a blend of single malts from places like Cardew, and then other corn and wheat and barley whiskeys as well. Shouts out, Johnny. Yeah. Fantastic. 90 proof, so a little bit higher than your typical. No age statement on it, but you know, I feel like we talk about this a lot lately. Like It could be all 12-year and then some three-year... 60% rye, but you'd have to put three on the label. Yeah, and that would turn people off yeah. for sure. And honestly, who cares? The whiskey's ready when it's, it's ready. Yeah, exactly. If it's good, it's going to be good. Yeah, once again, completely different. Completely levels. different than the first two. I feel like this one has more of a rye kind of yeah. punch to it. Like rye bread. Yes. Pumpernickel. Yeah, 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 almost coffee-ish in there. Mm. It's kind of wild because it's got like that single malt scotch yeah. with that scotch kind of flavor in the back, a little bit of peat, and then the rye spice in there. And the finish is unbelievable. That's a very complex, interesting whiskey. Let me talk about something nice for an Irish coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, I had a customer in earlier today who is curious about scotch, wants to learn. This is kind of a good gateway into scotch. Yeah. Because you're getting the mm. rye flavor, so there's something familiar, but then there's something kind of different. Yeah. Yeah, flowers out. These are like awesome compared to what I remember. Not not that they weren't good. I feel like they've just gotten better. Yeah, sometimes, and I have a lot of bottles like that where I open it up and I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not great. And then you go back like a couple months later like, oh, after yeah. the air has gotten in it and things have changed, and all of a sudden they're amazing. I guess it all depends on how you're feeling and stuff that day too. It definitely changes you. Yes, for sure. So this is the one that kind of inspired the whole episode. This came in two weeks ago. Um, Kilbegan Irish and I was kind of taken by it because I've never seen an Irish rye and then when I did some research I found that there are no other Irish ryes 
Uh, this is the only one of its kind in the marketplace. Uh, Kilbegan, like a lot of Scotch distilleries, Irish distilleries, um, that are getting kind of rebuilt by Jim Beam or Constellation or Diageo or whatever, they revived the Kilbegan distillery. The copper pot stills they have there are some of the oldest pot stills in the world. They've just now got them up and running. I think they've been up and running for maybe 10 years. This is the first whiskey released by Kilbegan that is 100% distilled by them. So they're not buying it from the Jameson Distillery mm -hmm. uh, or anybody else. This is all them. Which is huge. Yeah, it's it's great. And they make fantastic small batch, single grain, uh, single pot, other styles, none of which seem to be available. And when I went to reorder the small batch, this was the only thing that was in stock. So yeah. I took it in, cracked it, and I was really, really pleased with this. Um, but it also kind of goes to show that in other parts of the world, the rules are so different. There's only 30% rye in this. Yeah, I was going to say, like the nose is... And then the rest of it is sort of like that blend of Irish single malt and then Irish grain whiskeys. I just... Uh... From last week, or was last week, I tried this, the apples. I feel like it jumped mm -hmm. at you. And again, 86 proof, so easy to kind of twist back a couple of these. And I feel like when we tried it last week, I was like, yeah, not that impressed. It's not that good. And then I tried it again the next day, and I was like, that's really good. And then I clearly <laughs> it's even tried it a couple more times, and yeah. it kept getting better as it goes. But again, that kind of highlight, this is, you know, the fourth rye sort of whiskey that couldn't be any more different than the other three. And what, 15, 20 years ago, do you, you wouldn't find ryes from all over the world. No, you wouldn't. And so my research, according to what I read, like, at one point prior to Prohibition, like, rye was an important part of an Irish whiskey mash bill. Okay. And Ooh. then... Probably because in America we were drinking rye whiskey, so they would use it for the American market. And then post-Prohibition, rye pretty much disappeared from every mash bill. Interesting. Uh, to the point where I don't think that they have any guidelines there that say what has to be in there to call it rye. Yeah. You, you know, like in Canada, this is 100% rye, but you can call it rye whiskey in Canada without putting any rye in yeah, it. Yeah. So... Um, but, you know, they don't hide it either. If you go to the Kilbegan website, clearly states 30% yeah. rye. <clears throat> Which is solid, because they don't have to do that. Yep. Which is also smart, I feel like, on their end, too, because you don't want to be the guy, the guys that find you find out that they mm. actually don't have rye in there. Right. Yeah. That was just crazy. Honestly. Yeah, I really, really like this. The more I tasted it, the more I thought, like, this is really good. And again, 42 bucks on the shelf, and in the landscape of what whiskeys are right now, 42 bucks That's is like kind of reasonable where it's at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of apple on this one. If you like Irish whiskeys, you have got to try this. <laughs> it's so good. It really is. It really is so good. And I mean, how many times have we talked about when you started drinking, it was just Jameson. Jameson and ginger. Mm -hmm. When I started, it was just Jameson, Bushmills, yep. Tullamore Dew. And now, like, how exciting it is for all these innovative yeah. Irish whiskeys, you know? And people have been asking, like, what do you think this year is going to be, like, I'm excited about blended malt scotch, that whole category. I'm really excited about Irish whiskeys of what we've seen of yeah. single malts and single pots and sherry finishes. And Irish whiskey is where there's so much room to just yeah, get in some cool new stuff. Yeah, it's cool to see all these different brands pop up out of nowhere, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bet Kilbegan's not on a lot of people's radars. So. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll be 
sitting, drinking, watching documentary for, we have a love for documentaries. Mm -hmm. HBO, the silent pilot. It's something, the pilot. Okay. It's the most insane. And I know I've said that about other documentaries. (laughs) No, but most of the time you say that, it is probably one of the most insane things. So I might have had a gummy before I sat down and <laughs> scrolling for something to watch last night. And, uh-huh. It's a pilot documentary. <clears throat> and it starts with, like, I don't want to give too much away, but, like, this husband and wife, and, like, they go out and they stop on a bridge, and she's like, he raised the hood to fix the car, and then he jumped off the bridge and he committed suicide. So then it's going, it's going, the documentary's going. And then, like, half hour into it, like, all these weird things. And you're like, what is the, the, it's the most insane? It, it yeah. all takes place in, like, Arkansas. Like, every other great true yeah. crime documentary yeah. always takes place in some 60 small, miles of nothing. Yeah, meth-driven small town <laughs> in the Midwest. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they do the interviews, and then people come in and sit down. And, and they walk in, and it's him. And you're like, What? what? <laughs> Yeah, he was gotcha. I don't want to give too much away, but that's hilarious. It starts with like some guy who kills himself in a small town in Arkansas, and after the end of the second episode, it's been through Bill Clinton as governor, Rudy Giuliani as the attorney general, Ronald Reagan's war on drugs, and Pablo Escobar. And this guy became like the biggest drug runner what? in the world. <laughs> what? I, I, All it's, right. yeah, Sold. It's insane. Sold. The Lost Pilot, maybe? But whatever I I thought I was getting myself into, I just sat there going, and I'm texting Ari, who works here, and my niece and true crime aficionado, you have to watch this. (laughs) All right, wrapping up. Rise all around the world. We never get to do this when it came in. Uh, this is our latest pride and joy. This is our latest baby. Written House Rye, bottled and bond, our single barrel, named House of the Rising Sun. Ah. I actually love that. Yeah. So, Heaven Hill, so you know it's good juice. I want to make sure I get the mash bill right. 51% rye, 37% corn. 12% malted barley. This has been a go-to for me as a bartender. I remember the good old days when there was only Rittenhouse and Old Overholt, and those were the two choices that you had. Single barrel, bottled and bond rye. 32 bucks on the shelf. Now, I know that there was another store that also did a pick of this Who's $35 on the shelf? According to my calculations. (laughs) This is a better deal. I just, I love this. And for anybody, if you're looking for something unique and different, one of a kind, store pick kind of driven whiskey hunting, you're not going to find many store picks for $32 Mm -hmm. that are this good. I feel like a lot of them, even the ones we do, like, you don't rebuy them because they're Mm -hmm. a little bit pricier. You're paying that premium for that store pick. But this, you can buy, drink, kill, rinse and repeat. Yep. Oh, man. I haven't had this in a while. Say that, but like a month. (laughs) And again, five ryes that couldn't be any more different. Mm. Big peppercorn spice to me. Worth every penny, Glenn says. Mm. You're damn right. <laughs> I don't get any... There's nothing green in here. There's no, no mint. There's no apple. This is all like peppercorns, baking spice. That high corn content gives it a big body, nice sweetness. I just wanted to go take another sip, but it's still like forming in my mouth. It's yeah. crazy. 
I mean, 100 proof. Perfect for cocktails. <clears throat> perfect for sipping. Yeah, I love that. If you guys are out there watching, you want to come by and try this before you buy it, come find me. It's here. In fact, all of these are here. If you want to come by, try anything. That is fantastic. Money. Yeah. Right January. Right January. So there it is. All right, guys. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to do next week, which is no surprise. I well, usually know. Shocker. Idea, but yeah. <laughs> we'll find some budget-friendly stuff because it's January. I saw a Money's thing today. It was, uh, it was true or false. It was like, when you drink, do you have a plan? And all my buddies were laughing at I was like, I don't think I've ever dr started drinking without with a plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. That's when the plans happen. Yeah. The best sailors don't know where they're going until they get there. Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap it from there. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah. Cheers. Pour a little bit more Kill Beggin. Chill Haze. Trying to read up before you. <laughs> I want to look smart here. The good thing is you don't have to look smart. That's sort of the whole premise of the podcast is you get to hear what we have to say, but you don't actually have to look at us. Yeah, this is a face built for radio. As they say. <laughs> yes, we're much more attractive on audio. Beer Wednesday. Some are in, and then some are yeas and nays. So. I'm curious about this one. Me too. It's the newest one from Carlson. Jamaican Sunshine. I like the name. Ginger and something else, I think. Ginger infused. Maybe it's just ginger. Wow. It's ginger. You can smell the ginger. I mean, it smells like ginger libation. Yeah, it's intense. Ginger juice and raw demerara. Demerara? Yep, you got it. <laughs> See, I didn't wait. I don't have any uh, smarts here. I only know because I've listened to that pitch a million times. Because that's kind of the sugar that a lot of rums are made from. Oh, demerara. okay. So it's just a type of sugar, though. Yeah, eh, well, that's all ciders. Is it really? Okay. Not necessarily all ciders, but, I mean, it's... Apple juice. There's a lot of sugar in apple juice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's a little lazy. It's a little lazy, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. I, mm -hmm. You're not just pressing apple juices. Or I think that's the, probably the ginger, too. Oh, yeah. That, that makes it, it, too. Which kind of proves that it's not really ginger extract like there. Mm. They're putting real ginger in there. That is tasty. Tangerine peel as well. Uh, okay. okay. It's mostly ginger. <laughs> you have to search for the tangerine in there. Yeah, that's really tasty. Yeah. Is that seasonal or permanent? I should have been paying closer attention to that question. I think it's just a seasonal. Now that I say that, I think it's a year-round. <laughs> I think it's a year-round. Good, good any time of year if you yep. like ginger, so. I struggle a little bit with the Jamaican aspect of it. I don't quite get what they're going for, unless it's, as you said, Demerara is the yeah. made for rum, Jamaica's known for rum. I almost wish they did a, like a rum barrel right, yeah. aged version of it. That, that could be in the works for yeah. all we know. So. Well, Put a call out to Sean Casey and make some recommendations. <laughs> Sean, we got drunk on a Wednesday night. We get an idea. <laughs> Need you to implement this. 
How many rum barrels can you get at a moment's notice? Is it a hundred? Can you get a hundred? Uh, on to our first. So that's already in the store. That's mm-hmm. here. We're gonna be carrying it all the time. On to our first yay or nay. Uh, the latest destination series from Jack's Abbey. I was trying to look up what a cool pool is. Yeah. It is not very uh, informative. I'm wondering if it's like a cool ship or it's just a big shallow pain. <laughs> By the way, Carlson cider ciders are all naturally gluten free. So if you're looking for drinking options, there's no gluten in apples. Yes. She did say this is the most recent version, but that doesn't mean it's new, so to speak. So I'm curious as to, yeah, I'm going to take a little check. Yeah, I was going to look at it. Oh, okay. No, this is last week of November, so still going strong. Mm. Jack Savvy is going through um, a little bit of an image change. They're updating all their packaging, all the logos, all the fonts, going to give it a nice, cleaner look. So that's. Mm. That's what it's going to look like. It's, it's a very subtle change. I'll, yep. I'll give it that. Um, it, it looks better on the 12 packs. The 12 packs look much better, much cleaner, easier to read. Uh, and they're doing away with a couple packages. They're coming back with some packages that they discontinued in the past for unknown reasons. So, biggest change is um, Blood Orange is no longer going to be in 15 packs. They're switching back to 12 packs. I don't know what the powers uh, have just why the powers have decided that, but there mm. you go. You can see the flowers. Sick. Wow. I actually really like that. Still trying to get the ginger out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> the first taste was still ginger. Brewed this with floor malted Morris Otter malt in a cool pool with Australian hops. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, you can, Australian hops are definitely noticeable. Yeah. So what is a cool pool, then? Yeah, I don't know. That's it's news to me. Unless it's a brewing technique in um, Singapore. So I'm wondering if... Uh, let's see if the internet can help. <laughs> internet. Check out your Google machine. Or malted Morris Otter malt. I guess my question is what, like, good or not, like, what makes it Singapore? Right, exactly. I have to assume it's a brewing technique used in Singapore. Googling cool pool is not very helpful. Apparently, (laughs) there's a lot of uh, pool companies (laughs) named cool pool, which makes sense. It does say inspired by culture and conversation, so. There has to be some wink. Yes. Because all the other bottle. ones that they do, like the destinations. Yeah, there's a lot they, of ingredients yeah. in uh, one or two mm. brewing styles. Like uh, yeah. one of those European lagers, like it's a traditional way of brewing European mm. lager, which is a giant pain in the ass, but mm. that's how you get the yeah. good flavor out of it. Opposed to like, not a lot of people know how they brew in Singapore. You know, mm. It's like a way smaller place to really dive into. Yeah, I was going to say I'm wondering if they have issues with refrigeration, um, so they kind of have to brew it a different way. Uh, maybe check out. It says inspired by our conversations with Brewlander. I mean, all right. Maybe yeah. they have. Sounds like from I, there. Or... Yeah, sounds like I have homework to do. <laughs> I'm okay with that. What stands out to me is the body. To me, in the mouth, like it just feels big. Mm. Yeah, Marisotter is usually like your amber ales, a lot of English ales. Mm. So I don't know if a lot of Loggers use Maris Otter that, like you said, that has does have a bigger mm. body to it. So, yeah, it's like a creamy. Yeah, it is bigger. Like mm. when we drink bourbon and it feels yeah. like whole milk in your mouth. Like <laughs> it's got that. Yeah, that's delicious. That's tasty. Yeah, yeah. we might bring that in. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't really missed on the destinations. They have not. I don't. I don't know if I've not liked one. And they're actually bringing back one of them. Um, in a seasonal offering, their uh, Icelandic holiday one is uh, coming back. Also around the holidays, it's not going to be called whatever it was before. No. Um, but same recipe, mm. just a different label on it. So 
So one of them stuck. One of them was a winner. 5.4 in the ABV, too. So Yeah. That's a crusher. Yeah. If you like hoppy lagers, that is right up your alley. It's hoppy, but I don't feel like it's too much. Like, it's not... It's more like... It's not West Coast. Right. It's not... You don't get the bitterness or even the citrusy. That's why, like... Mm. They said New Zealand hops is like, oh yeah, you can taste that. Um, it's got to be Galaxy, mm-hmm. maybe one or one other, but like that that Galaxy hop is coming through, but not in the mm-hmm. bitter way. It's just the flavor. Yeah, it just tastes like good beer. Yeah, exactly. It's not doing <laughs> too much on um, either end of the spectrum. Four packs on that. That would be four packs, yeah. And then coming in February, Chill Haze, also from Jack's Abbey. Double hazy hoppy. What up, dude? It's hazy. Did we get a sample of that dark check one, too? This one? Oh, no, no, no. Not it. No. I know that's exactly my eyes. What is that? It may not even be canned yet. (laughs) (laughs) She said one of the issues they're having is um, they did a whole brand refresh, but... You still got to go through the old can, yep. so more cool pool hopping. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. You get Jack's Abbey on the phone. Say, what? What is this? <laughs> Did you invent cool pool? What is going on? So cool pool hopping. Okay. All yeah, right. We're, so we're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hot, hot, hot. So it's like a dry hop. That's, no, no, that's that one, what I'm thinking now is it's dry hopping, but for lagers? Or like a cold brew kind of process where you just dunk in the hops. Yeah, yeah. just let it sit overnight, like yeah, no boil. Like... Seven and a half percent. I almost feel like it's too hoppy. <laughs> like the hops get in the way of the rest of the beer. I mean, it's juicy, it's sweet, it's... I almost feel like some age would mellow this out a little bit. It was canned last week, so it is incredibly fresh. Hopefully by the time it hits market, like, yeah, it's just a little bitter. It's a little pungent. I just, like, I don't know. I'm ste- In my opinion, I'm just stepping more towards, like, these kind of different mm-hmm. kind of beers. and I don't know, man. Just, a lot of these beers just taste a lot of similar mm-hmm. it's not bad it's not, there's nothing wrong with it but it no I mean, out, it doesn't jump out at me right yeah but i think like bourbon like in a world where everything is just one after another of the same yeah. thing like <laughs> if people try this and they're like they like this kind of beer they're gonna mm-hmm. like it yeah and i'm not saying i don't it's like not, it it's not bad it's no not, doesn't no there's nothing wrong with this beer at all but like that one kind of, uh the singapore mm-hmm. one jumped out it's like okay, this is this is good. This is different. This is unique in its own way. But it's also a pale lager opposed to a hazy IPA. Like right, yeah. You kind of know what you're getting when you're getting a hazy IPA. So it's a fun question now. Like, do you think this year we see more going towards five point four or more towards the eight? Um, for IPAs, I still think it's going to be the higher the better. It's perceived value. It's uh, if I'm going to spend 20 bucks on an IPA, I want it to get me drunk a little bit. And yeah, I, I don't agree with that, but I understand the, yep. the logic. But I think loggers, you know, we've seen great growth of loggers, normally four, four and a half percent. All of a sudden, I think they're going to start bumping up to five, five and a half percent. Just once again, perceived value and getting more for your money. I mean, I feel, yeah, same thing in bourbon. Like, there's still the people who are chasing the proof, but I feel like a lot of the, especially, like, our customers and people that I talk to, like, you buy barrel strength and you can have a couple of glasses. You buy 90 proof and you can drink more of it. Right. I'm curious if, like, beer, like, you're going to, people who buy more Whirlpool, Mm. 12 packs at, you know, lower ABV as opposed to, those four pack, twenty four dollar, twelve percent. Exactly. Yeah, like my buddy's a huge fan of IPAs. Loves them. He's always the four pack guy. Yeah. Coming up with something new, but he always, every single time, he has a twelve pack of Centilli with him. Every single time. 
what is it, 7.5 or something like that? It's not like crazy high, but right. it's like right kind of in the middle. It's right where you want it, yeah. Yeah, it tastes, it's not like the crazy juice, it's not the crazy taste. It's, it tastes like a beer, mm. so. I like, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a whirlpool when it comes to, to nitro stuff, because it's a little more lower ABV. I'm having a flashback that, that you mentioned. You you asked uh, if, if alcohol contents are going to start going down a little bit. I remember conversing with, I think it was our Smarty Nose rep, back when I worked at Julio's. Um, somebody asked, I, I don't know who exactly was, but asked us, like, what, what trends do you see? Do you think this alcohol, the high alcohol IPAs are ever going to go down? And I was like, that's what, 15 years ago? <laughs> and we're still asking the question right. of when does it break? When is, when is enough enough? So, like... I think about that and I go, no, it's people still want 10% IVAs. It's not going down anytime soon. So I think you'll see more options of 5%, but I think our sales of high octane IPAs are still going to go up. So I feel like 15 years ago, we were drinking like 12% barley wines, mm. imperial stouts, like. Things that people bought with the specific purpose of either aging because they were high ABV mm. or like I'm going to buy a 22 and Corey and I are going to drink one twenty-two right. of 12% stout. Yeah. Yeah, the styles were definitely much more varied. Mm. Even Imperial Red Ales were still a thing. Oh my God, yeah. Baltic Porters. Baltic they, Porters. Imperial Red Ales. Russian Imperial wild. Stouts. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Now it's, it's all IPAs. It's all Imperial IPAs. We got a couple stouts, but not nearly as many. I wonder where it shifts. Like, maybe there is a divide. Because I know, like for the three of us, when you drink beer, you like to drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yes. When I drink whiskey, I like to drink a lot of whiskey. So yeah. well, there's no both. way you're going through eight Greylocks <laughs> in a night. No. Nope. But eight Coors Lights, eight Narragansetts, oh, absolutely. eight German Pilsers. <laughs> Bitburger all day, yeah. baby. It's it's not out I'm of the question. Over on eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my wife isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Would be arrogant to think that anybody actually listens to this. Hop Peach. And then every reach. now and then I get that. Oh, Reach. Yeah, wow. I did the same thing. Jeez. <laughs> the video before <laughs> Cut, cut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, too. So, Allagash trying to get back into the IPA game. Why? I don't know. I guess white can only hold him up so long. I mean, Shipyard's done it with Pumpkinhead for years. I just need one beer, ninety mm percent -hmm. of your sales, and ten percent of the year. And so Allagash tried to launch an IPA last year. I think we might still have it. Yeah, swiftly, yeah. <laughs> I remember drinking that. We still have one of the samples we got. Oh, it was a multi-mess. And it's in a 12-ounce can. It's a 12-ounce six-pack, which doesn't resonate, but... No. It's fine. It doesn't stand out at all. It's the same way I feel about $100 bourbons. Like, <laughs> it's... It's limited, it's allocated, it's hundred bucks. Yeah. Tastes like ten other hundred dollar <laughs> limited allocated bourbons I've had. Like Yeah, it's not terrible. I honestly will give it this. I think it's more drinkable than a lot of the like juicy hazy IPAs. I feel like this tastes mm. a little bit more like a beer opposed to a juice bomb. Yeah, there's nothing bad about it. It just Yeah. It's 6.8, which is nice. Exactly, yeah. It's a little, you can, it doesn't drink 6.8. It's, so. it's a little bit over the crushable line, but you can still like drink a couple of these and feel good. My guess is they're going after the founder centennials of the world. Like It's not a hazy juicy. It's more of an everyday yep. national IPA. That's what Allagash is at this point, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. so. Don't get me wrong. Their barrel-aged sours are phenomenal. The best yeah. in the world, but... Oh, no yeah. one drinks them anymore, so. That's yeah, good. It's just. Yeah, I think we always do the same. Is as good as it tastes good as it looks good. Um, I feel like for beers, it's just like, does it stand out? Because there's so many beers now. Mm -hmm. It's like, does it pop out and be like, oh, 
this is different and it tastes good mm. and it might be available for like more than just me you know like a lot of people could be like oh this is good yeah in that size it should be in a 15 pack yep competitive yeah. with yeah. all day yeah i'm telling you that you know, 15 packs right yep. next to it should be right next to it and people same price point would, yep yeah people probably would grab that I want it to be hoppier. Like, it's drinkable, but when I see IPA, like, yeah. especially 6.8, I kind of want a little bit more. Yeah. I also think the Allagash has the same problem, like, Smutty Nose. Like, it's become your dad's beer. Like, mm-hmm. Yep, how do you get out of that perception yeah. of being old? Yep. And a lot of breweries have not figured it out. A lot of breweries went out of business because they couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out, so. Yeah, in a time where people are less experimental about styles. Because mm. I remember Ali Ashley, Belgian Triple. Oh, that's great. The Curio, that must be awesome, yeah. you know. And just trying all the different Ali Ashley. Right. Saison, white was kind of a happy accident. And, exactly. And, it's definitely kept the lights on for him. I was going to say, that's their number one. Oh, by far. By far. I don't, th- I don't know if I've ever seen like an Ali on tap. Other than that, mm-hmm. ever. I don't remember the statistics, but I want to say it's like 80% of their business is draft. Mm-hmm. And it's, really? And it's almost all white. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that but... beer is huge. Yep. It's unbelievably huge. And, and it's they're, they're actually a... very, very <laughs> tasty. Good. Oh, oh yeah. Lo- yeah, especially on draft. Oh, I can't go wrong with it. I haven't, I don't remember. They're definitely a top 50 brewery. Allagash like, might even be top 20. And that speaks to like how much white they sell yeah that is true actually because the, they sell a decent amount of belgian styles as well but like, it's white it's white far yeah and you say it's top 25 i'm pretty sure it's a top 25 I, it's wow. changed so much because people get bought out yeah yeah and stuff so like that mostly so. top 30 but yeah. it's still even that's like well, that's, that's how much it's impressive like ash white is yeah selling. because they don't sell a lot of <laughs> other things besides keep, keep the lights on keep them on, on all night oh yeah Good. Yeah, Are we bringing it in? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe after February. <laughs> I believe it's out now. It's ready to ship. Um, but it's January. We just had it. It doesn't wow anybody. Now they're going to be searching for it. But I'll keep a spot open. We're, you know, we're in the process of doing a cooler set. So maybe March and April when people start drinking again, they can revisit it. But. Winner. So many beers. Yeah, Singapore. Yeah. Singapore. Not that, that is the winner. Cool, cool. 